You're listening to Remote Possibilities, a podcast on the intersection of technology, society, and education, brought to you by MarketScale. Now here's your host, Kevin Hogan. Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Remote Possibilities, the podcast that explores the promise and the perils of distance learning. I'm your host, Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. With me today is Andrew Yuridov, Product Manager at Practicum by Yanex, which has recently launched a virtual training program to help people gain the skills they need to jumpstart a career in tech. Practicum has been born out of the tech giant Yandex, which is a kind of Google, Uber, Spotify, and Amazon rolled all into one. Uh, The company operates across Russia and other countries in Europe, the Middle East, North Africa, and Central Asia. It is a new technology-based career advancement program, which offers intensive six to 10-month training in three career tracks, data scientist, data analyst, and web developer. So Practicum by Yandex recently launched in the United States. Uh, and this is a, a, a one-of-a-kind online learning p- platform that focuses on upskilling individuals wishing to pursue careers in technology. It combines interactive training modules with the help of seasoned online tutors who already work for leading tech companies. So, Andrew, welcome to Remote Possibilities. Uh, hi, Kevin. Thank, thanks for having me. I think you have the uh, you get the award for being the most remote of my remote guests so far. Uh, so you're you're clicking in from Moscow, is that right? Yep, that's that's right. I'm in Moscow, kind of stuck here because of the coronavirus, and uh, hopefully we'll be going to New York anytime soon. So yeah, I. I Looking at the um, the massive undertaking uh, that we're talking about here, I'm assuming all of this was going on uh, pre-pandemic. I mean, the, the the trend of virtual learning, the trend of distance learning, um, especially in the uh, in the corporate space, uh, was going well apace, and of course, it's now absolutely uh, exploding. Right? Uh, talk a little bit about the history of Practicum. Yeah, sure. So Practicum launched uh, in Russia a couple of years ago. And uh, we've got a lot of students there. Everyone knows about Yandex. So we already have a group of alumni and uh, the students and graduates are already employed. So we've got a lot of traction and we wanted to explore other markets. And uh, we thought, well, maybe going to the US uh, will be the most competitive uh, thing to do because uh, there are a bunch of startups there and companies who already teach uh, web development and data science and data analysis. So it will be a great way to like challenge our skills and uh, challenge our program and to really see if we can make an impact in online education. And uh, yep, we've launched uh, this year and unfortunately there was a pandemic, but we're still still going through it, still uh, teaching our students and uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, help them land jobs uh, this year. Right, and I guess it's it's important to had this conversation talking about things pre-pandemic and then now in, in the situation that we are. As I mentioned, so things were trending here in the United States about people uh, questioning the importance of, of the university degree, talking about career pathways instead of necessarily getting a piece of sheepskin before you enter the job market. Was Is that a, a similar trend that was happening uh, in other parts of the world that, that, that practicum was already in use? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, I think this trend is uh, worldwide and uh, it really doesn't depend on the country because like more and more people see that we might get a computer science degree, but then even to go be and be a web developer or data scientist, they need some sort of like a practical skill set. And this is what they, this is why we go to boot camps and uh, online training programs and uh, things like that. And uh, this is, we see it even through our tutors, who, some of them who are like computer science degree dropouts and then we like we went through boot camps and uh, built a successful career in tech and uh, after five or seven years joined us as tutors so uh, i think this trend has been uh, around for a while and that's why now is definitely world worldwide right can you give me uh, a, a description of say an average student are they at the high school age, are these adults? Can you just kind of give me a breakdown of the uh, of the average user, if there is an average user? Sure. Uh, so for now, we mostly have people who are uh, who are not coming to practicum from like high school or university. Instead, we have people who are trying to change the, to change their career and uh, to kind of find a way into tech. For example, we have people who work in like kind of similar jobs, maybe digital marketing or like media companies, uh, maybe doing some QA and uh, they want to jump into tech uh, and do something bigger like web development or data science. And this is the one group. And another one are just people who have zero degree and where they are in their 30s and they want to do something with their life and start over in tech. And we give them this chance uh, because we have free uh, courses which run for 20 hours. So before paying anything to practicum, these people can come to us and go for our free, free course to kind of figure out what jobs fits them and what career fits them better. And for here in the United States, is that the same model that you're going to pursue? It just seems reading about it, it's like when you're talking about the platform, are, are you intending for educational institutions to sponsor it, or is it also just kind of a pure consumer product? Yep, it's, it's a pure consumer product. Uh, so uh, anyone can join and uh, go for a free course and choose a profession they'd like to pursue. And then after a free course, it's uh, either six or 10 months to finish a program in web development or data science. So we don't really like we don't really interview people or look for a specific skill set. We welcome everyone and uh, we believe that everyone who will go for a free course uh, has a chance to dive into tech and, and learn how to work in tech. And uh, so is it fair to call it a certificate program? I mean, at the completion of the course, there is some sort of um, recognition? Yeah, sure. So the main recognition is uh, the portfolio these students build because uh, we will have a certain amount of projects on their portfolio we can show to employers. And also there is a Yandex certificate, which, uh, I mean, it's a pretty big deal in Russia because everyone knows Yandex. But, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll also have it in the US. Uh, probably, probably students will have to explain a little bit more to their employers and like talk a little bit more about Yandex. And, uh, so employers get a better idea of like how big this company is and, yeah. uh, 
what actually what things we actually do around the world. And talk a little bit about um, the tutors. So that's the kind of the human interaction aspect of the of the service, right? Sure. So very different platforms out there. For example, you know, when you think of learning web development online, you imagine something like like an in-browser system where you code and you learn programming. And uh, this is a, only the part of practicum. And, and our part is uh, all of our community managers and tutors and code reviewers who will really help students to go through every sprint of a program. And uh, we do pay a lot of attention to students not being left out or feeling alone. That's why uh, all of our students uh, are kind of learn. They learn in batches, so they have students. Uh, they have other colleagues they can ask questions to. They have tutor who motivates them to learn uh, on a weekly basis. They have code reviewers who give detailed feedback on their work almost every week, and they do have community managers who kind of outline deadlines and uh, make sure everything everyone stays on track so it's a really it's a really big team a big support team we have and uh, this is one of our advantages i guess and will those tutors cater to students around the world yeah so we have uh, tutors specifically for the english program and obviously tutors who work with, like with the russian program and cis countries most tutors who work in the U.S., uh, they know the market better. They had some experience like developing products for the U.S., and uh, that's why they can support students better. Gotcha. Right now, um, here in the States, there's big debates as we watch um, universities decide whether or not they're going to open or close this fall. And looking back at the spring and looking at what succeeded and what failed when it came to remote learning at both the elementary, the secondary, and the university level. Practicum has been in place for a while now. You have experience in this in a truly remote setup. Are there any innovations or insights that you can share with our listeners about the benefits or the the pluses of having something that's purely remote? So one of the benefits is that you just study from you can study from your home and you don't have to move to a different state to go to university or to seek a better school and uh, this is definitely like one of the things uh, you can do uh, with practicum just by studying online and another great thing about uh, remote learning is that you have an access to better talent i'd say for example our mentors uh, are industry professionals so instead of like going to university or school where you have professors or st like student staff, we have programmers who work full-time jobs and you, our students are able to get direct feedback from them. So yep, you're, uh, you're studying remotely from your hometown, but really you have an access for all the world's talent and uh, you have uh, great professionals to help you to go through sprints and to like struggle your way through web development or data science or data analysis. Right. Talk a little bit more about uh, the intended user. So you really are looking at the student itself. It's not the from the, an employer side, right? In, in terms of that, this is a, a service that someone is who is looking to uh, improve the, their career or change careers. It's not that it's this is a service that 
a company would use to bring new employees in? So if you're talking about like practicum and Yandex itself, uh, yeah, our goal is mainly to help students get a job within their country. And we're not uh, like we're not looking to extensively hire people from practicum to Yandex. And uh, we built a great career track to help students in their states and their local communities to kind of look around and uh, find a place where like working in and uh, find a place where they feel like they want to pursue a career at. And uh, like for sure, if we see a talented student who is really keen on online education or teaching or tutoring, like we'll, we'll be grateful to have some of our graduates as tutors, but in several years when they get more experience in the field. And uh, yeah, we'll be there to support them and make sure they'll, they'll get a job uh, in, uh, in their state or in their area at least. Now, how has the pandemic changed Practicum's business strategy, uh, if it has at all? I mean, is it given new opportunities? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think I think there are two things here. And the first one is kind of funny because when pandemic kicked in, a lot of companies were thinking, thinking like, oh, yeah, people will be trapped at home and we will be using all of these online resources and uh, uh, like a stock market for, you know, like entertainment companies went up because everyone was uh, either watching something or listening something on the computer. But I think companies kind of expected the same trend in education. But education, like we figured our way that education is different. And during the pandemic, like not like not everyone wants to pursue a new career and get into a 10-month program during the pandemic. And also people just feel stressed and uh, they need more, su- more support. So instead of having a bazillion students, we just, we j- we just ended up with having motivated students which need essentially need more support during the pandemic from our team so we want to be guided better we want to have more webinars with tutors they want to feel supported they want to feel heard and uh, that's why from like from a business standpoint we just uh, did a lot of work on the support side of our product and really figured out how we can support our students better have there been any innovations that have come out with like, the, the heavier use by your by your current students? Any particular um, features that you might not have um, thought about before this heavy use? Yeah, I think we've started to work uh, better with other companies, so our uh, students has have a better portfolio than they graduate this year because uh, we kind of saw that, that like the job market is really unpredictable in twenty twenty. And uh, it's really hard to say in a short term what will be with the job market this year. So we see a lot of people like being laid off and uh, we kind of try to put this fact against the fact that our students are graduating this year. And uh, yeah, that's why we just started doing more projects with uh, uh, NGOs and we started to look for more partners who can give our students uh, some work or projects, we've started to look more in open source so our students can contribute more. So this whole, this whole like job market crisis uh, kind of led us to establishing more partnerships and actually thinking of like how our students can stand out among like people who have been laid off. 
Right, right. Talk a little bit about the um, the costs uh, and the kind of the day to day. I mean, what would be the next steps for for someone who would be interested in um, checking out Practicum? So, as I've said, the free course uh, is twenty hours long. You don't have to pay anything, and after a free course, you can choose a profession you want to pursue. And uh, if you do that, uh, we have free programs. Web development uh, costs a thousand dollars per ten months. So it's a one-time payment, and uh, yeah, it's thousand dollars. Then uh, data science is eight hundred, and uh, data analysis is six hundred. And as we are starting, we are just starting out. These prices are pretty low, and I'd say it's a pretty good value for either ten or six months of learning. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, talk a little bit about the future. Um, where with with the intentions and in saying hopefully. We go back to some sort of state of normalcy. Are there intentions to expand uh, the curriculum beyond tech? Talk talk a little bit about the the, the long term goals. I think the goals for now are uh, just to make this free programs really exceptional. So uh, we really focus on web development, data analysis, and data science. And uh, after we we're sure about that these programs uh, work and uh, our students can like land jobs uh, easily and uh, may have awesome portfolios. Uh, as soon as we see that, we uh, will be probably thinking more into like design, uh, like UX design, mm-hmm. maybe something like marketing, but I think UX design is uh, the next step. And uh, when you look at, I mean, that's, I mean, you really do have a global user base, I guess with the exception of the United States. Sometimes I equate that to the World Cup that everyone else around the planet is uh, heavily involved with that, except the except the Yanks here. What do you see in different parts of the world in terms of them embracing remote learning? Are there some areas that are more receptive to it than others? I think it's it it doesn't really like depend on the country as much as it depends on people. So mm-hmm. if a country has uh, like an emerging tech scene, for example, like India or like some other countries in uh, like Asia, if they do have this emerging tech scene, they do have people who want to learn tech and who want to break into tech. So these are countries we are kind of looking into. And in terms of remote uh, learning in general and how people want to pursue their, pursue their careers, we are really, we're really also kind of seeing trends in how people learn. Uh, so for example, like in the United States, uh, students mm, want to see more kind of in-person example, maybe more interactive formats, uh, more videos or kind of more guidance instead of uh, in CIS countries and maybe in Russia, people kind of can really push through the reading material and docs. So I guess it's just a different maybe level of perception here. But these are kind of a trends we've noticed uh, over the course of this year. Great. Well, Andrew, I really appreciate your time. And hopefully at, at some point you will get over here to New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. I mean, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, yep, uh, hopefully uh, this whole pandemic will end soon and we'll be again able to travel and see the world and uh, not being uh, like stuck in our apartment. <laughs> Absolutely. So thanks again. And thank you to the listeners uh, for for listening in. Uh, Until next time, this is Kevin Hogan at Remote Possibilities. 